Hello friends, Rachel and Megan here, and we are so excited to welcome you back to the You Are More series. Hello friends, and welcome back to the You Are More series. This is our last episode. I'm kind of sad. I know, I'm kind of sad too. This has been honestly so fun, so life-giving. We were literally just saying like how just rejuvenated we feel. I mean, we've been doing this all day. Um, And it speaks to like, when we give those action steps of like talking to people, like mm. we feel like we've been challenged yes. by each other in this conversation. Yes. Uh, and so there's so much value in community and talking yes. through all of these things all the time, like yes. constantly. Yes. They come up in all stages. Yeah. I mean, I feel challenged. I feel encouraged. I feel like I learned something, which honestly further affirms the fact that this is seriously, the Lord is in the space mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. 100% because so many of the things I think looking back on kind of the notes we had for each episode, we haven't really been completely following it, which is honestly kind of awesome because clearly the Lord was like, Rachel and Megan, I'm taking y'all a different road today, which is pretty awesome. Um, But yeah, so after we've talked about all these things that we believe the world says is our worth, what have we talked about? We've talked about body comparison, boys, friendships. We want to look deeper into this idea that because we are worth more than that, then what is our purpose? What is our greater purpose? Not only because we are worth more, but because we follow more, because we believe in more, because we are loved by more. Um, so yeah, I think just start off with asking, what does the world say about our worth and purpose? So initially, like what comes to mind is I think the world tries to attribute your purpose with your, I guess after college with your um, job, mm, right? Yeah. Like your purpose is to be like what my job is. Yes. And, um, and then even in college, like what your major is, like it it tries to attach it to something tangible within the world in that stage of life in that stage of life. Yes. Right. And so your purpose is to be the point guard of a basketball team. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is if we're not careful, we lose our identity to said thing. Yes. And then we lose our worth. Yes. Our worth is attached to our performance and whatever this is. Yes. And when we don't perform at whatever, mm-hmm. you know, where, wherever stage of life we're in, then we start to go into how we, what we talked about, like our worth is in our body. Our worth is in mm. our achievements. Yeah. Our worth is in, you know, comparing like all of those things that mm-hmm. we've talked about in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, I think it's because we don't quite understand a purpose. Yes. The world's trying to attach it to a thing. Yes. Right? A tangible thing. A materialistic thing. Right. Something that we're able to do or able to create. Right. In our own. Exactly. Self, in which, our human Yes. Self. In which if we have learned, if y'all have learned anything from the past few episodes, it is that those things are going to fail us. Our bodies are temporary. They're going to fail us. Comparison will always leave us feeling empty. will always be the thing that steals our joy. Boys will always leave us never satisfied, not fill our full desire to feel loved. Friends won't feel that desire to belong. Um, So I think now that we know that, now that we know that our worth is found in more than that, then how can we fully live out and embrace this purpose that God has invited us into? And it can be hard, but I think it's time that we stop giving the enemy the power to control this because I think everything, and Megan was saying this earlier, of the enemy, the last thing he wants us to do is to not only feel worth, worth something, but to feel like we have purpose here because he knows that our God is victorious. Our God has the final word, but he doesn't want all these little people on earth worshiping that greater thing. He does not want that. That is the absolute last thing he wants. So he is going to do everything in his power to make us believe we aren't worth something, in turn, making us believe we have no purpose here. And I would say, 
earlier, a lot of my work growing up and even still what I struggle with today is wrapped around the way that I look mm-hmm. or my value is found in what my body looks like, my body image. Mm-hmm. And so what I've learned and the reason I love that these are together is I've seen over the years how much our worth affects our purpose, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And how when I don't feel great about the way that I look, I shrink back. Yes. And yes. I, it's hard for me. I have to fight against those Yes. Those feelings of not being enough or not looking a certain way or not being mm. pleasing to the eye or all of those things that I struggle with, with worth. Yeah. It hinders me from purpose. And I think we talked about this. I, I don't know if we, I can't remember now that I think for all the things, but you know, I, I use the example of, um, you know, my equation that I grew up with, with worth is that like to be like, if I want to get married, I have to be skinny, mm, right? My yeah. husband's going to come along when I'm thin. Yeah. Same with like a boyfriend, right? Yes. If, if I, you know, guys are visual. So if I want to get married, then I have to be thin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I've lost myself into that mm-hmm. and that idea. And what I'm coming to find is that I might get married at my like pinnacle of health, mm-hmm. right? But it's not because I've lost all the weight. That's what the enemy, enemy yeah. is going to tell me. But no, instead, it's because I'm operating at my fullest like capacity. Yeah. What I've, who I've been created, not because yeah. I've lost all this weight, because I'm just empowered. I feel so good about myself. But see, Satan comes in and manipulates all yes. of that. Yes. And then he's diminished your worth. Yes. And see, like, see, see yes. what I've done here? Like, yes. I told you. Yes. Um, and so we have to kind of combat that. And then I think we have to ask ourselves, like, am I attaching my purpose to, to mm. something tangible? Yeah. And am I allowing my worth, what, how I see myself to hold me back from my purpose? Cause yeah. I think even the question is, do I know what my purpose is? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, Cause I think we've answered this question of, are we worth something or what are we worth? And I think in all the episodes, if y'all haven't listened to them, please listen because they give such a greater glimpse into this idea of what we are worth, what we are not worth. And then I think since we've answered that, okay, now we're sitting with it. Okay. There's a huge next step to take. Okay. We can't just sit stagnant and okay. Now that I know that I'm worth something, I'm just going to sit here. No, the Lord is like, I'm calling you. I'm inviting you into a greater purpose to do greater works for my kingdom, to love me, to love others. Um, which is honestly so incredibly empowering of like, once I realize that I am worth something more than anything in this world, my purpose in turns becomes so much greater. I love that. So what do you feel is your purpose? <laughs> what do you kinda, I you kinda touched feel is on my it. purpose? Yes. I, to put it completely simple, I believe my purpose as Rachel Harkins on this earth is to love God first and to love others second. And I say that because that is what Jesus did. And I think it's a very common question. What would Jesus do? Jesus would love God. He would love God the Father. He would love others. And we can look through the Gospels and the Bible that that is exactly what he did. He didn't overcomplicate it. He literally just came to earth and he loved us because he loved God the Father. And I think we live in a world that does the opposite of simplifying it. Jesus simplifies it. Our world completely overcomplicates it, meaning, oh, wait, I can love those people, but not those people. Or I can accept those people, but not those people. And I think even that is where Christian culture and the church has messed up completely is that it's not this simple love anymore. It's this overcomplicated purpose of like, wait, no, like this lover's for these people, not these people. But if we look at the example that Jesus has set before us, it really makes it way more simple than we could ever imagine it to be. So- Love God, love others. Yeah. I would add something to that. Yeah. Um, where does love yourself fall? Mm. Because 
love yourself, do you, you know, we can say that and it's not, I'm not meaning about putting yourself, you know, like loving who you are, but if you don't feel worthy, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's that where the outpouring of love comes, mm-hmm. like Jesus in me come mm-hmm. out and love others. Yeah. And so I think also like, how do I feel about myself? Which is why these go hand in hand. Like, yeah. how do I view that? And if for I have sure. a poor view of myself, like it's going to be hard for me to love others. Right? Yes. So I love that you put love God. Yes. Because when we're struggling with that, we go back to the father. Yes. Like I need this so that yeah. I can then pour out mm-hmm. to others. Right. Because I think the chain of events gets so misconstrued of we try to pour out and pour out and pour out kind of what we talked about in friendships. You have to be everything for everyone. And then we're left empty. We're left exhausted because we're not going to the ultimate source of love first. So kind of going off of Megan's point, we go to the father first. We love the father first. And because we love the father, we are confident in who he created us to be. So then we will love ourselves and then it will be like a no brainer. We love others. It'll just spill out of us. It won't even be something we have to think about. And I think that's another thing like aspect of overcomplicating it is we don't just go out and do it. Like we feel like we have to have this plan, right. which I know I do. I fall into that all the time of like, wait, like you have to say these things or you have to love these people. Or you have to do it this certain way. When like, like I said before, if we look at the character of Jesus, he loved with absolutely no hesitation and no limits. Mm-hmm. And I know that's what I want to be more like in my life. Like that is the purpose that I want to be striving for yeah. because we've talked about striving, striving to compare, striving for boys, striving for a body. But in reality, with eternal lenses on, all we have to strive for is to be more like Jesus. Right. And that's purpose. Right. So I, I wanted to touch on how the world wants you to attach your purpose to your job. Yes. So I Please teach do. third grade. And I remember my class was having a tough day. And I stopped them because they were complaining about something. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. But I stopped and I said, look, I, I put it back on them. And I said, you know, what is my main focus like my main mm. role as as your teacher and they were like to help us learn and I was like no to keep you safe mm. like, that's my main when your parents send you off my main number one responsibility <laughs> is to make that you're safe mm. that you walk in and you feel like you belong in this classroom yeah and that you are safe and I was like hey what's my second responsibility and they're like mm. to help us learn and I was like <laughs> no and they're like what like they just were so surprised <laughs> little third grade like, minds blown yes and I was like no to to for you to know that you are loved, mm. right? And so I said, what's my third? And they're like, to help us learn. I mean, they just kept like, <laughs> at some point, she's our teacher, right? Um, and I I went, basically what I was showing them, I eventually got to, yes, I want mm-hmm. to help. You know, I want you to feel safe. I want you to feel loved, yeah. right? And that you belong. And I hold a responsibility. I think I went into like, that we would respect each other and I would develop a classroom of respect. And I think like number four, I eventually got to like, and I am responsible to getting you to fourth grade. <laughs> like that yeah. is my role. Yeah. Yes. But my purpose is not my job. Mm. My purpose is not the teacher. My purpose is that in everything that I do, I want to be an example of Christ. I mm. teach public school. I love I that. I can't speak Jesus. I can show grace. Mm. And by showing grace, right. Mm-hmm. I am an example of Christ. Yeah. I am not perfect. The amount of times I have apologized mm-hmm. to my eight-year-old, <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> this job clearly needs more coffee. Um, <laughs> but that humility has has um, made us stronger as a class. Yeah. And so it's not the job. It's not the career. It's not the thing. It's, it's being that fragrant aroma and that example and that 
do I look different mm, than yeah. everybody else? Right. I may That's not good. be the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to learn, like, I'm going to, I'm going to take responsibility to help you grow as yeah. a learner, but you will not leave my classroom not feeling loved. Right. Oh, I love that. And that is not, I'm not perfect in that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but it's been really hard this year because mm-hmm. they told me I cannot hug my children. Yeah. And that was really hard. Mm-hmm. Like teaching through a screen, not my favorite thing, but not being able to like, just embrace them. Having mm. kids crying in front of you and trying to, you know, yeah. embrace, mm. but stay, you know, safe and all those yeah. things. And so I do feel like that is something that I've learned that in different seasons, I'm actually headed out of teaching. Right. And it's not, I, I have such a passion mm. for teaching. I think it is one of the, the best jobs, but mm. that doesn't mean I've lost my purpose now that yeah. I'm doing something different Yeah, because I can take that. I want to be example of Christ. I want to love others mm-hmm. right through I want Jesus to pour out of me and that needs to be able to go through every stage, through any job. Mm, right. And so yeah. when we attach our purpose to something like a career, what happens when you get laid off? Yeah. What happens when you don't make the team? Yeah. What ha- you know, yeah. then your world crumbles yeah. because you've attached your purpose to something that will eventually fail. Everything on this mm-hmm. earth will fail you. Yeah. So your purpose has to be found in Christ. And if you don't think that you are worthy, mm you're going to struggle having a purpose. Yeah. Right. It's like asking yourself, what is the heart behind that? Like teaching. Okay. We don't want to make that my purpose, but what is my heart behind teaching? Right. That's giving me my purpose. Right. And I just have to say, I wish Miss Dobbs was my teacher because <laughs> you're awesome. Um, but I loved what she said about, I just want these kids to see a clear picture of Jesus because of me. And I think that plays in to this idea of what I was talking about are we are literally just called to mirror how Jesus lived his life on earth and exactly what she said of like, she teaches in a public school. She can't just scream the name of Jesus. And I think that plays into our world. Sometimes we feel like we can't just speak the name of Jesus, but it means even more so to act like him. Because if we look at how he lived his life on earth, he didn't go around screaming his name. He went around using his hands. And that is really freaking cool that we are invited into mirroring that because we are so unworthy of that, but what an undeserved privilege that we are invited into that. Yeah. I to mean, that, to that so point, cool. I remember I was working, I have a heart for New York. Most <laughs> people know that, but I, the first time I went and worked with this church planner, he was like, look different. Mm. Like, don't feel like you got to, you know, scream Jesus down the streets of New York. That's mm-hmm. not going to work. Right. But New Yorkers are fast moving. Yeah. So you look different because you're not rushing the barista. Mm. You're taking time and then you're tipping well. And you're, mm. you're so, and so his point was we focus way too much on our words yeah. because I think we are in our own yeah. head and our pride and our, we want to, you know, like you said a long earlier of like wanting to save, wanting to fix, like yes. we want to know that we've done something Yes. when really the point here is the example of Christ, right? Mm. How are we serving? How are we looking different? Yeah. Among the noise. Yeah. Right. For sure. Being consistent. Yeah. Versus being, you know, popular or in front, but that like that Rachel is the same in in each of these Mm. scenarios. Yeah, for sure. And I like what you said about like, oh, sometimes we feel like we have to have the right words or the right actions. And I think, I don't know about y'all. And I just want to encourage y'all in this. I know I've struggled with this of just feeling this pressure to have the perfect purpose. Okay. So now that I know this is my purpose, well, like, oh, I got to do it. Well, I can't mess up, but I just want to encourage y'all that we are not just called into a 
purpose. We are called into an imperfect purpose. There is grace. We've talked about it a lot, but God's grace is sufficient for us. It is sufficient in our weakness. It is sufficient when we mess up. So let that free you to live out your purpose, knowing that you will fail. Like I will tell you that you will fail because the only one who can't fail is Jesus. We are going to fail. And go find the perfect people in scripture. Exactly. They were all, Yes. I go back to David. I just love David because (laughs) he messed up so much. Yes. But he kept coming back to the Lord and he would, you know, he was a king. I mean, like there's all of these imperfect, Mm -hmm. he met the woman at the well. Yeah. He met with prostitutes. He met with, again, everyone Mm -hmm. was welcome at his table. Yeah. He didn't just give us, you know, examples of all these perfect people Mm. because he knew that yeah that that wasn't going to be relatable yeah. and that wasn't going to be possible yeah and that's not real life yeah but for some reason we think we have to be yes perfect yeah and our purpose I feel like is almost magnified more so when we admit that we are imperfect yes. I mean it goes back to that verse I don't even even know when I said it I've said it multiple times because like I've said before I am so inadequate and incapable of speaking this message so is Megan because we literally struggle with this right alongside you but the fact that we are admitting we are imperfect almost makes the purpose even stronger yeah. because that invites Jesus in to move um and I also just want to encourage y'all yes we are invited into an imperfect purpose but we can find freedom and comfort in that because we know that the perfect purpose which is Jesus dying on the cross has literally already been fulfilled and because of that Amen. we can live out our imperfect purpose with so much confidence Love that. <laughs> oh. Love that. But yeah. You're like fired up. Like, <laughs> I am fired up. Get to me. I wish y'all could see. <laughs> moments of like preaching. I just use my hands and speak loudly. <laughs> she gets going and like preacher Rachel comes out. No, I'm, but seriously. I, love it. I, these, for starters, these are not my words. I mean, the Holy Spirit is literally taking control of me right now. Praise God. Um, but these are definitely words that I wish someone would have come alongside me when I was a middle school girl, when I was a high school girl, when I was a freshman girl in college, I need someone to come alongside me now in some moments and tell me these things. Um, So I just pray that y'all know that we are right alongside fighting with you and fighting in this together. Yes. Well, and to, to kind of bring in scripture a little bit, we, we talked about these verses of like, you know, when it talks about we're all different parts of the body. Mm. And like, if I didn't have a certain part of the body, like, something would be affected and we, Mm -hmm. we are all uniquely given a purpose. I think sometimes we try to sit in, in somebody else's purpose or, Mm. or, and we miss out on an opportunity, which we've said these in other parts of the different episodes of we are striving and striving towards, Mm -hmm. you know, something that may not be what the Lord has for us. Yeah. Right. And so some of this is, are we again, coming to the father first, mm, like yeah. checking with our worth and then asking him like, what is our purpose? Like, yeah. Maybe that's where we need to start. Yeah. Um, instead of in our own power or yeah. allowing the world to dictate that. Yeah, for, us, for right? sure. For sure. I love that you bought in the, brought in the body of Christ. I think that is such a beautiful example of how we, although we are different and although we are created differently or we are, we are made uniquely, we all have the same purpose, but all we all have our, that purpose in different ways because we are different and because right. we're unique, but how cool that we can come together and grab hands and be like, we're in this fight together, which I think is literally so cool. And I think rather than comparing, which yes, we compare, we'll always fall into it. Let's start realizing that we're in this together. We're all struggling. We're all comparing. We're all falling short and recognize that we are united because we all have this common equalizer, regardless of if you're in a relationship, what your body looks like, what 
you're comparing yourself to. We all have this common equalizer that we are a part of the body, which is really cool. Um, and I think kind of going off of that, the verse I wanted to touch on is in Matthew chapter 28. And it basically talks about, therefore go and make disciples, which I think is our purpose summed up in scripture. Therefore go and make disciples. And I think what's really cool about this idea of going and making disciples is because we are equipped with a purpose because we are created uniquely, we can go out and therefore invite people into that of like, yes, you are different than me, but like, come with me and let's do this together. Which is like really cool that we have been given this privilege to open people's eyes to the fact that they were created uniquely to the fact that they are equipped differently than us, but that's okay because the body is so different, but at the same time, so beautiful. I love that. I love that so I'm just letting you like go girl. No, but I I do I think that um we when we kind of talked about like action steps, right? Like we've had these other where it was like, okay, go question one and question two. What is, what does the world believe? What do you believe? But mm. with this one, it kind of is I feel like the need to talk through like, do you know your purpose? Mm. Like what do you, you know, and we've kind of both talked about yeah. ours, right? But um I think a lot of people feel or I would guess of like insecure about that. Like, yeah, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Like, what would you say? Cause you are a whole lot closer to high school than I was. Yeah. Right. Like what would you say to a middle schooler or a high schooler about purpose? Yeah. Like, yeah. Where do you, where do you, did you see yourself kind of getting lost in, in yeah. purpose in, in earlier years? Oh yeah, for sure. I think in high school, especially is when you kind of start questioning, especially in regards to this idea of following Jesus, like, is it really worth it? Because I look around and everything else seems way more worth it. Mm-hmm. Having a boyfriend seems more worth it. Drinking alcohol on the weekend yeah. seems more worth it. Doing drugs seems more worth it. Being the most popular in a friend group seems more worth it. And if I could tell anything to my middle school self, and this is literally, I love that we're ending on this because this is my heart behind this entire podcast. It is that our purpose is more yeah. like we have an invitation into something so much more than anything high school could offer us, anything middle school could offer us, anything college could offer us, anything a boy could offer us, literally anything. Jesus is more, our purpose in him is more, and he is better. And I so badly just wish I could like shake high school, middle school, Rachel, and just be like, wake up. You are missing the point. You, there is an offering of so much more grace, so much more hope, so much more joy being held out to you right now. And I'm thankful because I've grabbed it now and I've grabbed it and I've tasted and seen that the Lord is so good. And that is my prayer for y'all. And that is what I'm fighting for, for y'all, because I so wish, wish that I had fought for that a little more for myself when I was that age. And I would even sit, reiterate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go, I told you in the car earlier, if I would go to college, Megan, and say, Meg, sit in who you are right here, right mm. now. Be where your feet are. Yeah. Stop trying to, you're such a dreamer, which there's nothing wrong. I love being a dreamer. and mm. But I sometimes can get lost in the dream and, yeah. and, and strive for the what could be. Mm. And I miss out on what is. Yeah. Right? And, what, and I talked about that. If I go from one job to the next, I haven't lost purpose. Mm. I mean, my purpose should go with me, right? And mm. going and making disciples. And I yeah. should look differently. Mm. If I don't seem appealing or attractive, why would anyone want mm-hmm. to be a part of the kingdom of the Lord if I'm not that example? And that does not mean I'm going to be perfect. Yeah. It, I am humble and that I am a human. Like yeah. I'm going to fail. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we connected on Ephesians 3.20, mm. right? Measurably more. Now to him, he was able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask, like to yeah. him be the glory. Mm-hmm. And I think like just this idea of more, um, I, I love that that is what this is called and that's your heart behind it because so like 
so many girls just feel less. Mm. Yeah. Less. Yeah. Less than like, and because I was one of them, like Mm. I feel felt so less. And I just would speak into that. Like you are so much more Mm. and, and loving Jesus, not waiting until, you know, like we Mm. said in one of the episodes of like, I want Jesus, but later. Mm. Right. And I remember talking to a friend and she's like, we did it wrong, Megan. Like, we didn't party. We didn't drink alcohol. We didn't, you know, yeah. wait, or we waited to have sex and all these things. And here we are just single. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all these other girls partied and did all the things you weren't supposed to. And mm-hmm. they essentially got what, you know, we wanted, but that's yeah. not the full picture, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. On the surface they did. But yeah. There's so much more Yes. to that. Amen. There's so much, so much of a richer life with Jesus. And I know just by me saying that, is not going to be enough. It's going to take yeah. individualized time yes. pursuing that. But I do want you to hear that like resounding gong of yes. <laughs> here that there is so much more yes. with life with Jesus. Don't yeah. wait for the yeah. next stage of life. Don't wait until you have it figured out or mm. until, you know, when I'm married, I'll go to church or yeah. when I'll, you know, I'll wait to the next stage and that will fix my friend mm-hmm. problem. No. Yeah. Sit with Jesus now. Do you know yes. He is offering it to you now? And yeah, I, I do wish I would have grabbed a hold of that yeah. earlier on. Yeah, for sure. And I think kind of the note I want to end on is I think that I mean, what an offering of so much grace. Like, wow. I just I'm like teary right now because I'm like, I we are so unworthy and undeserving of that, but like, how good is our God that He looks at us and wants that for us? Mm-hmm. Like wow, I'm like, feel like I'll forever be in awe of that. But something that I said in my very first podcast episode is all we got to do is just say yes. I think we overcomplicated of like, wait, but like I need to have Christian friends or I need to portray a Christian vibe on social media or I need to find the right church. But all Jesus is asking for is your yes. He literally just wants you to fall at your his feet and come to him. He He's not asking for anything else. He literally wants you to come to him and all your brokenness and all your flaws and all your imperfections all your imperfections and all your areas of your life where you're like, I'm not worth something. He wants you to come to that. He more so wants you when you're in that state because it is when we are weak, he is strong. Yeah, power made perfect. power made perfect in weakness. Amen. But I just want to thank y'all for hanging on till the end. Um, I'm encouraged and empowered. Oh my gosh. And, I've, I mean, I've uh, loved every ounce of this. Yeah, I've loved it. But encouraging to my heart. Megan, well. do you want to open us in prayer and I'll close this? Yeah, I would love that. Lord, thank you for taking us on this journey. Um, Thank you for those that have stuck with us. I thank you for those that are listening. I pray that their hearts have felt encouraged, that they have felt like this has been a safe space, God. And I pray that they would um, pursue you now, whatever Mm -hmm. stage of life that they are in, that they would pursue you now. I pray if they don't know you, Lord, that they um, would be encouraged to reach out to someone, to, to ask more questions, God, to ask um, more about who you are or that this life is meant to be filled with so much more. And it's meant to be a life pursuing Jesus and being that to people, loving God, mm. um, and loving others. Lord, as Rachel stated, just that purpose of like, why are we here on earth? Lord, I pray for those who feel less. I pray for those who struggle with their body image, who are caught up in comparison, who are longing to be in a relationship or who that that person who feels like I have no friends. Lord, I pray that you would show up as you always do and that you would be enough Mm -hmm. or that they would cling to you or that they would hear scripture and not just let it 
hit their ears and fall to the floor, but that they would digest it, Lord, and that you would surround them and you would meet them um, as they come boldly to your throne, that you would meet them, um, God, and encourage them and be that friend to them, Lord. I thank you for just the opportunity. I take it as an honor and a privilege. I thank you for your your scripture that has guided this. I thank you um, that you don't abandon us, that you are filled with so much grace, Lord. And I pray, God, that they would walk with you, that they would go closer to you um, and they wouldn't wait for the next stage, but they would just sit in your, what you have to offer them right now. Lord, we love you and we trust you. Father God, we love you, Lord, and we fall at your feet, Lord. We are broken. We are weak. We are so desperately in need of someone to save us, Lord, and what an undeserved privilege it is that you've invited us into a life of so much grace and so much hope, Lord. And I pray over every single one of the hearts of the people who have hung on till the end of this series, Lord. Um, I don't know where they are, Lord. I don't know their heart. I don't know their story. I don't know who their friends are. I don't know if they're in a relationship. I don't know what they think about their body or if they're comparing every day or not, Jesus, but you do, Lord. You know them down to the hairs on their head. Lord, you know their heart. You know their heart, Lord. And I pray, pray so hard, Jesus, that they will want you right back. Lord, you are pursuing them. You are running after them. You are knocking at their door, Jesus. You want them so bad. And I pray that their eyes would be open to that, Lord. I pray that they wouldn't overcomplicate it. They wouldn't say, no, I'm not worthy of that, or I don't need that, or the things of this earth are better, Lord, but their eyes would be open to a greater glory that is only found in your son. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. And I thank you for your more, Lord. I thank you for making power so perfect in weakness, Lord. I thank you for a grace that is sufficient in us, Lord, sufficient for us. And I thank you for, for, for proclaiming that when we are weak, you are strong. Father, we love you. You are good. And we pray this all in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Amen.